Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, I'm going to tell you all about Triple H selling a boatload of WWE stock. Mickey James claims WWE wanted her to retire. I've got the real reason that AJ Styles and Almos have been missing from television since WrestleMania 37. And it's official. Impact Wrestling Rebellion 2021 was a roaring business success. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. This is the news. All right, let's kick things off by talking about Triple H. He has just sold over $2 million. Not bad in WWE stock. This is according to an SEC filing detailing the transaction. So Triple H, who is WWE's executive, I need my notes to read his full job title because it's mad. (laughs) Uh, WWE's executive vice president of global talent strategy and development. uh, He shipped a total, he sold a total of 37,115 class A common stock shares on Tuesday. Uh, Stonks. Stonks, exactly. Cameron Grimes stuff. Um, These were sold at an average price, a weighted average price of 55.60 per share so he's made uh, somewhere around two million and sixty three thousand five hundred and ninety four dollars not bad not bad so as pointed out by Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics this is actually the fourth stock sale that Triple H has made over the past 12 months uh, also back in August and September him and Stephanie both sold stocks uh, totaling around two million dollars each now this leaves this transaction leaves Triple H with around about fifty thousand uh, shares of class A common stock left in the company. Uh, there's a note attached to the SEC filing here as well that says the following. Uh, Mr. Levesque, Triple H, uh, may also be deemed to be the indirect beneficial owner of shares of WWE common stock that are directly owned by his wife, Stephanie Levesque. Uh, Mr. Levesque disclaims beneficial ownership of those shares. Uh, so back in you know the last set of transactions last year, August and September, it was reported by Inside the Ropes that at the time this was done for Triple H and Stephanie's family reasons. Like There's no indication that they're leaving the company or anything wild and wacky like that uh the the word going around internally in wwe at the time was that they were looking to buy a house and they wanted some money um so you know no word on what these transactions might be for might be for but triple h is uh his wallet is a lot fatter this morning that's for sure uh he's two million dollars richer i guess uh and there we are yeah, not a lot really I can say about this. I'm bloody clueless about stocks. And like you say, it doesn't mean stocks. Triple H is leaving the company. He's kind of settled in NXT and stuff like that. But one revelation I can reveal, Andy Murray, according to my sources, 
they <laughs> sold those $2 million worth of stocks to a consortium. And the consortium was me. And now he and I, we're pot. No, I just love that Rick Blair promo from back in the day. Anyway, uh, let's move on and talk about Mickey James, who, of course, has been in the news a lot recently after she was released by WWE. And then they sent her her stuff in a trash bag. That was nice, wasn't it? Uh, more revelations awesome. coming out now, though. She was speaking on the Grown Ass Women podcast, which is generally one of the best podcasts out there that isn't what culture wrestlings. Uh, she was chatting to Victoria and SoCal Val, uh, talking about WWE wanting her to change her role in the company. She said, I kept thinking these, these things of, we want you to retire. We want you to be an agent. It was what it was the, what they wanted for me. It wasn't that I wasn't grateful for those opportunities, but at the same time, I see the agents and what they have to deal with and go through. And she continued, I don't know if I could personally handle that. She also talked uh, in this interview about ageism within WWE. She's only 41. This really yeah. winds me up, Andy. I, I still think Mickey James has a whole lot to give. I was angry months ago. No offense to Selena Vega. But when Zelina Vega got given that title opportunity, I was like, why wouldn't you have Mickey James and Asuka together considering their history and how bloody good Mickey James is? And now they're turning around and saying, oh yeah, you're in your 40s now, you're a bit old. It's like, look at half of your male bloody yeah. roster. Some of them have only just arrived on the main roster and they're in their sodding 40s for goodness sake. It really winds me up this, Andy. Yeah, so the age thing with Mickey James doesn't add up at all, does it? Because how many of those ma male main eventers are like 40 plus or whatever? Um, that's that's a ridiculous situation to me. And also, like, if you have, you know, ideally you want to build young stars and bring people through and everything else and have the next generation lined up and everything, uh, all that good stuff. But if you don't want to put Mickey James in the spotlight position and you think that 41 is too old um, and, you know, argue it back and forth, uh, you can use her in different roles, man. You can use her to build newer stars, raise younger people up. She's a very, very, very good wrestler with loads of experience. Uh, the younger people on that roster would benefit immensely from sharing a ring with her every week for a couple of months. Why not use her in that role? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, she was one of the more surprising releases for me as well. I'm mm. sure she'll land on her feet somewhere when that 90-day non-compete clause is up. I believe the 14th of July. Um, I suspect we'll be seeing her in some cool places. Places, maybe the NWA, maybe AEW, maybe go back to Impact, who knows. Um, but yeah, interesting uh, conversation here between Mickey, uh, Victoria and SoCal Val. Uh, I'm not quite the, the flamethrower that the John Moxley post-WWE interview was, but uh, <laughs> it's it's always interesting, I think, to hear these, these people's perspectives on yeah. the company and the situations. And uh, yeah, Mickey's been in the game for ages and she's great and she's an old professional. She's a great professional. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting listen. You should check it out if you haven't already. Long story short, oh, Mickey, still so fine, still so fine. She blows my mind. Hey, Mickey, James. D do, do wrestling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, right, okay, Omos and AJ Styles. Where the hell have those guys been? Well, Fightful Select have the answer. Uh, Omos and AJ Styles, of course, won the Raw Tag Team titles at WrestleMania 37. They have since missed every single episode of Raw. Three mm. episodes of Raw in a row, no tag team champions, no word of them. Been very quiet. But they appeared on The Bump yesterday. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> WWE's The Bump. That's the name of the show for some reason. Uh, on that show, they claimed, hey, we've been partying in Nigeria. All right. Um, that's not the official reason. That's, not, that's the official reason, but the real reason uh, per Fightful Select is that one of them wasn't clear to compete. 
One of them hasn't been completed to compete. At least one of them, I should say. I've made a meal of this, but you get the gist of it. At least one of AJ Styles and Elmas was not cleared to compete, but they're going to be back on this week's episode of Raw. They claimed that. They uh, confirmed that on the bump. Looking forward to seeing them back. I love this act. I have missed them, even though they've only been gone for a few weeks, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. Yeah, it's been one of the big questions, hasn't it? A few people uh, missing recently in WWE. Uh, people speculating as to why that is, and uh, we're not going to say any more about that. But yeah, can't wait to see them back on Raw this week. And that is helpful uh, because this Monday is a bank holiday Monday, which means I've got to record the Raw preview on a Friday with oh. Michael Hamlet. So I've got one thing I can talk about now. AJ Styles and Big Jordan back. Thanks for that, Andy. Uh, right, let's conclude by talking about Impact Wrestling's Rebellion pay-per-view. Of course, it took place over the weekend. Kenny Omega defeating Rich one title for title he's now got all of the belts in the world or whatever uh people speculating as to whether or not this was going to do big business uh, a lot of early noises out of it was that it had done well for them and yes dave Meltzer in wrestling observer uh reports that that is the case as last weekend's show was the eighth biggest pro wrestling pay-per-view since august of last year and get this it drew nine times as many buys as bound for the Found for Glory 2020, which took place in October. That's sort of their version of WrestleMania, I suppose. And uh, yeah, people say Kenny Omega isn't a draw, Andy Murray. Yeah, I mean, we just got to put these arguments to bed now. I mean, there's not really a counter argument. The, now, where we are with this ridiculous pay-per-view buy rate, nine times more than Bound for Glory for the main event, uh, primarily the main event, Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, if it's doing that kind of number, when you say Kenny Omega isn't this or isn't that, then it, that translates as, I don't like Kenny Omega, which is fine. Uh, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to like the guy, but what is a star in pro wrestling? What is a draw? in pro wrestling it's somebody who improves the business drives the business forward relative to the company they are in this guy has gone into impact wrestling and is partly responsible for improving pay-per-view buys nine times over on their biggest show of the year when rebellion is not their biggest show of the year it's crazy stuff he does good quarter hour numbers particularly in 18 to 49 for impact every single week he has been a clear boost to that company's business uh the argument's over it's dead it's done i don't want to hear that nonsense anymore because it's not a conversation it, it, your facts are on one side um, mm. and nonsense is on the other now and again you don't have to like Kenny Omega I like some stuff Kenny Omega does I don't like some stuff Kenny Omega does in other places as well uh, I have a balanced take on the guy um, you don't have to like him that's fair it's subjective but you can't deny numbers man let's stop doing this and let's yes. just you know accept the numbers that are staring us in the face the numbers don't lie and they spelt no sorry it's the wrong person uh, you may not like it but you have to accept it speaking of Kenny Omega let's move on to our Twitter questions at what culture WWE of course if you want to get in touch with us first question today comes from Mr. Surprise roll up and it's about Kenny Omega saying could you see Omega potentially making the jump to the NWA to challenge Nick Aldis for his championship right now there isn't anyone in the NWA that can justifiably beat him so they may have to bring in a bigger star like Omega yeah, I think this, there's a great chance of this happening. If you look at the NWA talent roster at the moment, there's not somebody who immediately jumps out as someone who could conceivably come along and end Aldis's long 
title reign anytime soon. It would take a lot of building and a lot of everything else. Um, Nick Aldis is very protective of the NWA World Heavyweight Champion and his like image and projection as the champion, and that's part of the reason why he comes across so well as champion. He's done a great job with that belt, but he has proven at all in that he's willing to do business yeah. for a big, big match. If the, the timing's right, if everything's right, in the right place, uh, when he lost the belt to Cody Rhodes, won it back shortly after, um, I, I think he'd be up for that. It, it would be a big match. It'll be a cool match. It's a really interesting clash of styles, yeah. I think, Aldis and, and Omega. And uh, yeah, I think you're onto something there. Um, Kenny Omega as NWA World's Heavyweight Champion as well would get certain podcasters all in a tizzle as well. So I'm yeah, just I, about, I'd be for it. I'm just about <laughs> to say, I can smell the piss boiling from here. Kenny Omega, NWA World Champion. Uh, but yeah, just got to echo what you said there, Andy. Fascinating to see that sort of clash of styles in a match. And uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised to answer your question, Mr. Surprise Roll, I wouldn't be surprised to see that whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Second question today comes from Dustin Sensenig, who says, Morning, Legends. Here's Tiana. First of all, Tiana, good dog. Uh, so far in this promotion, uh, in this current era, sorry, what has been the most shocking heel turn in any promotion? Uh, man, the, there's a couple that stand out immediately, but one that always gets me is Bailey. Um, mm. On that episode of SmackDown where she came out with the axe and the haircut and she <laughs> chopped down the Bailey buddies, it was just like, where does this come from? All right, this is interesting. This is new. This is exciting. It's uh, you know a new direction for someone who's been you know this, this lovable baby face for so so long. I'm into this. This is cool. Um, and the interesting thing about Bailey's heel turn is, I think it took a while for it to get going. So the initial turn was really shocking, but you know for a while she didn't look entirely sure, not as confident as she once was still getting her feet wet, finding her position in the role, but very soon she was one of the best things in the entire company, uh, especially in 2020. Her and Sasha, everything they did together, as separately and apart. Uh, great stuff, shocking heel turn, still paying dividends. Now, Bailey is great. Yeah, it's sensational. Like you say, she was someone who, a few years back, you would put your house on probably never, ever turning heel yeah. because she was such a pure white meat baby face. And it was sort of a last-ditch effort by her because WWE had botched her so badly. But like you said, she knocked out of the park. I'm going to have to go with Roman Reigns because yeah. he, in my opinion, kind of saved SummerSlam and saved WWE, particularly SmackDown. I think he has been a revelation. He is the best thing about WWE, I'd say. And it's one of those things where you sit there and go, wow, why didn't they do this five years ago? But still, yeah, uh, yeah Roman Reigns. And if I have to look forward and say who's going to be the biggest heel turn going forward, probably when MJF finally turns heel. Because right now, <laughs> uh, he's a babyface, of course, to all of us because he's completely justified in his actions. And best of luck to my best friend, uh, head of Blood and Guts, next Wednesday. Uh, final question of the day comes from Oliver Hines, who says, do you think Darby Allen is in danger of becoming stale with fans? I nearly turned off the last 15 minutes of Dynamite because I didn't want another. He gets up but finds a way match, which is what we got yet again. Controversial take that from Oliver. Andy, how do you respond? I would uh, kind of circle back to the Kenny Omega conversation here. Uh, again, subjectively, if you're getting tired of Darby Allen and uh, maybe you want some something different from the guy, fair play. That's, that's you know, your viewpoint and we can have a cool conversation about that. But like numbers wise, it doesn't really stack up at the moment. The guy's TNT title reign relative to AEW is a draw. Uh, every single week his TNT title matches seemingly post these quarter hour increases. More people are tuning in uh, to these matches as they start. People are changing the channel, coming over, watching Darby Allen uh, defending the TNT title. So while individually, of course, you know, uh, no take is ever wrong unless it's, you know, like Darby Allen needs to grow seven feet or something like that. Uh, 
as a wider thing, I don't think there's any evidence to show that people are, are, are getting bored of this. And on the contrary, it looks like more people are becoming interested in him, looking at the viewership. Mm. Yeah, I've got to agree. I uh, love the main event again for the TNT Championship last night. And well, just like you say, just look at the ratings. Intriguing to see what happens when they yeah. come out later on today, of course. Uh, let's move on to today's and finally. just want to say a massive thank you to the likes of Pete Kinnan, uh, Matt Delhauer, uh, Timothy Banks, and everyone who tweeted me after our question yesterday about why on earth Rocco was being packaged <laughs> with China. It is apparently uh, a thing where if you collect four of the collectibles, Edge, China, uh, Goldberg and Shawn Michaels, you know, that famous foursome, uh, you build Paul, you build Paul Ellering with Rocco. Thank you to everyone who clarified that for me. It still doesn't really make sense, especially because Paul, Ellering, Paul Ellering looks like generic bald man yeah. when, it, when it comes to the packaging. But yeah, oh, but I can sleep easy tonight, Andy. Yeah, I, I, I love stuff like this because, you know, we, we, we get these, these American toy questions. We have, we've asked them often and we always get a flood of people going, hey guys, here's the case. Here's why this is so weird. So thank you to all of you for correcting us uh, and making sure that our knowledge of crap action figures is right up there. And just, just a few more weeks and months. We're so close. Please, everyone stay safe, wear a mask, etc. Because we are, we are this close to returning Andy Murray to Tom in the bum. So, you know, that's what we've all been looking forward to for over a year now. Let us know your thoughts on that and all the today. If people haven't seen this from like a year and a half ago, which they probably haven't, not a bloody clue. Don't worry, we'll explain in a context. few weeks. Stick with us. It's it's a long-term storyline in the What Culture Wrestling <laughs> thing. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Like, share, subscribe. Subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Daily Wrestling Podcast, myself and the Daddy Boys sitting down to review AW Dynamite a little bit later on. Plus, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter. At What Culture WWE. Watch there. Follow both of us. Follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H today stands for Happy Birthday to a Chap. You might have heard of him. Titus O'Neill. Love him so much. <laughs> He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Uh, well, just because it's his birthday, Andy, take the headphones out. It's Titus! Well, wait! Bloody hell, man. Did you hear that with your headphone even miles away? I said that you could. Yep, yes, I could. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Apologies to my neighbours. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for watching, and we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.